0: Hi guys, thanks for listening to Millennial Discussions. Uh, Today I have with me Michael Plata from Loan Depot and the topic is pre-approvals. Say hi, Mike.
1: Hi, listeners.
0: (laughs) So um, we're going to go over the first step which would kind of be like your mindset that you should have before you approach a mortgage professional. Um, So Mike's gonna give a little bit of tips and insights on what he would like his clients to know um, approximately before they contacted him to get a pre-approval. Go ahead, Mike.
1: So, Maxine, um, for a buyer in this environment to get a mortgage, it's, for the most part, strictly on their credit and their financials. Um, I would say that for a buyer, they should start preparing themselves as far as get a sense of where their credit is at, how much debt they're carrying on their credit, and also what type of work they do and what their income is. Um, I always say there's three major factors in getting a mortgage. It's based on the consumer's credit, income, and assets. Uh, The income to me is probably the most important piece out of the three. Um, What banks look for based on the mortgage guidelines is a two-year work history, and the income that they have reported for the last two years plus year to date Um, Is what the bank is going to analyze to see how how much you could afford as far as a mortgage payment?
0: Awesome. That's awesome Um, So credit income and assets is the most important things that you want to overlook before you approach a mortgage professional to get a pre-approval now um, Mike just going into the pre-approval process speak about documents and um, What that looks like?
1: That's a great point. So I would say for all the listeners, you want to start gathering together your financials. And what that means is getting your 2017 and 2018 W-2s if you're employed. If you are self-employed, then you would need your 2017 and 2018 tax returns along with the business tax returns if you own a corporation um you also as some people sometimes do pull their credit through credit karma so that way they feel that their credit is not gonna be impacted as far as an inquiry you, you could somewhat also get a sense of where your credit is at and and know how much debt you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna be carrying month to month um and if you are working for a company you're also gonna need your latest one month pay stubs along with your last two months of your bank statements to show where all your savings is gonna be used towards buying a home. If you're planning on using retirement money and you wanna get your latest quarterly statement uh, to show to the loan officer.
0: Okay, so just to recap, um, for self-employed, they need business statements, they need bank statements, and they need tax returns. And for W-2 employees, they need their tax returns for the past two years as well as pay stubs for the last month
1: correct and and matter of fact now as we're evolving with the mortgage guidelines uh we're actually only asking for w-2s if you are a w-2 employee um tax returns are not so much as popular as they were before um but I would still have um, prepared just in case they do call for it. But I, I would tell you, yes, 2017 and 18 and, 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 and for this year, um, you would need as far as the W-2s and your latest one month pay stub along with the bank statements or if not, retirement statement.
0: Okay. So when getting a pre-approval, do you pull the credit? Is it a hard pull?
1: It is a hard pull. Um, the impact as far as your your credit score decreasing can be anywhere from one to three points. Uh, there's this uh, notion out there that your credit may go down by 10, 20 points, right. and, and that's not true. Mm-hmm. Um, and you are also allowed to shop around for a mortgage. Uh, you, within a certain time frame, which usually it's about 15 days, you can go to a second bank to get a second opinion and have your credit pulled. Which, in essence, it's from the credit bureaus is looked at as just one pull from the, both banks.
0: Okay, that's good to know. And a lot of people, um, a lot of buyers that I speak to are concerned about, well, my credit's going to go down. Inquiries usually don't take you down more than one to I think they say ten points is usually like the the gauge um, right. because some you know it's just it's different for each right. uh, for each pull.
1: Right. And, and also keep in mind, it, when if you do, do decide to go a sec, to a second bank and your credit is pulled, the scores are not going to be exactly the same as the first bank. And it could be for a lot of different reasons. It could be from the time you pulled it that the credit bureaus have updated um, a payment that was done about 30 to 60 days ago. So for, for that reason, I mean, it's always going to be slightly different from one bank to the to the next. But one, one point I do want to say is that... When your credit score is over seven forty to the maximum eight fifty it's it's looked at all the same
0: right, and also with interest interest rates, shopping around is you know it's it's not that you're not going to get that much of a difference when you go to banks because everyone has to be around the uh, federal and in, interest rates correct
1: that, That's right. for the most mm-hmm. part, all banks have pretty much the same. It, almost in the same uh, right. mortgage rates. Mm-hmm. Um, There's it, it, very few times that you're going to see one bank much lower than, than the other. Um, if, so really, at the end of the day, you're really talking about probably a difference between an eighth or a quarter from one bank to the next.
0: Right, right, and that's what I see. And sometimes that makes, you know, the difference for most people. And, you know, everyone wants a deal. And, of course, if you can find a deal, you um, then then go for it but you also just want to you want to make sure that you're committed to this process because it's not easy and not everyone um can get a pre-approval not everyone can get qualified to purchase a home so um and a pre-qualification and a pre-approval are two completely different things uh pre-qualification kind of is like the score that you see on credit karma kind of gives you a gauge of where you will be at but it is not it is not definite uh Pre-approval is more, is closer to um, the loan amount that you will be able to 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 close on, as long as everything stays the same with your credit and your income all the way until closing. Do you agree, Mike?
1: I do agree, and let me shed a little bit more light on that. Uh, so, a pre-qualification, uh, which I find most major banks uh, offer, um, what that is is that they they run your credit and they take your verbal employment, income, and asset information uh, usually over the phone, and they will, at that point, generate you you a pre-qualification letter. Um, but the risk there is that your income or your assets were not actually verified, and anything can change if you decide to go into contracts and take out the financing with that bank. Um, a pre-approval is when the loan officer has checked your your income documents, your asset documents, and thoroughly checked your credit and also ran uh, the exact information through what's called an automated underwriting system. And if an approval comes out, then that's when the pre-approval letter is issued to the buyer, which for me, that's more of what a realtor wants to work with than just a guess of what you may be able to get as far as a mortgage.
0: Yeah, and not only, realtors are actually in this market um, a lot of agents and homeowners only want people with pre-approvals because they want to make sure that these are people that can actually buy their homes Um, when selling your home you know it's a tedious process to um, book showings and have people come through your home and these are not people that are even qualified to buy your home so sellers are now requesting that the only people that are able to walk through the home and view the home um, are people that are qualified. So, a uh, pre-approval is really in this market in New York City, um, New York State. Really, um, it's it's more of a requirement. It's not really um, it's not really an option now, um, and it's better for the buyer. It just makes more sense that you know what you would be able to, you know, you have a closer range of what you'd be able to purchase for than you just having to guess because you don't wanna run your credit and, and, you know, maybe decrease a, a point to 10 points.
1: That's, uh, that is correct. Um, as, as any buyer, I would assume, they rather have exact results of what they could borrow instead of uh, having some sort of an estimate that was told to them um because when you do put that offer in and the offer gets accepted uh, it's it's you need to get you need to get a mortgage and you at the end of the day the seller does not want to have their time wasted uh, all the parties involved doesn't want to have their time wasted and and the buyer either uh, the buyer wants to secure that they can get a mortgage um, so uh, f- so you're right a pre-qualification is is more so of a waste of time than than getting a pre-approval
0: Right. So I would recommend a pre-qualification if you just wanted to go to open houses and just, you know, maybe you're not looking to buy for another year and you just wanted to go to open houses so you know which open houses you can you could go to. You can go to any open house, but which open houses kind of fits in your budget. Um, That's where I would recommend uh, a pre-qualification, which is what most people are doing. When they have pre-qualifications, they're just shopping, um, you know, they're online looking at homes, they're going to open houses, but they're not ready to place an offer. Um, Also, if you are a serious buyer that wants to buy in the next three, the next uh, 30 to 90 days, and you do see a house and you do you fall in love with this house, you're not going to be able to one submit an offer with a pre-qualification. Two, um, you now risk the chance of losing the house, um, losing your house, you know, because as it could take you 40 hours to get a uh, pre-approval, it could take longer than that. Um, And in that time, someone else is going to come that is prepared and ready to go and make an offer on this property. And now you've just lost out because you didn't listen to um, the advice from your agent or um, maybe the advice from this podcast. So I definitely would recommend getting a pre-approval. Like I said, in New York City's market, the the housing market is still strong. So you want to be a qualified buyer and you want to make sure that you're ready to go when you do find the home. Any last words, Mike?
1: Let me just add one one more theory to what you just said. Let's just say if the seller did accept the pre-qualification, you go into contracts, you do have a certain amount of time uh, through a typical contract that you must show an approval by the bank, which is called a commitment letter. If in fact you start the loan application, you do submit your documents, and these documents are reviewed by the underwriter and there's something that comes up that in fact you were never able to get a mortgage, then you're you're jeopardizing or risking the deposit that you put on contract because you are now at an adverse position that you're not able to provide an approval to the seller.
0: Right, the seller absolutely has the ability um, and option to keep your down payment because you were negligent in and, and, um, obtaining the documents that you needed to obtain in order to close on this house. So it just saves everybody trouble. And if you're really looking to buy a home, it's necessary, it's a necessary step. So it's not like it's something that you can get over. Whether you do it today or do it two weeks later, it still needs to get done. So it makes sense if, you're, if you know that you are going to buy in the next 30 to 90 days, it makes sense to get a pre-approval. Um,
1: and, and just to kind of rewind to the beginning of this podcast, I would tell all the listeners, start gathering your documents together. Absolutely. If, in fact, you're motivated to get pre-approved, um, you could even download your, your, your documents on maybe a flash drive to make it easier for the loan officer. That way they could they could upload it on their computer. But just remember, you need the last two years of your tax returns and W-2s and also your latest one-month pay stub if you're a W-2 earner if you're self-employed in the last two years of your tax returns which are the personal and business if they're available yes. and also uh, your bank statements for at least the latest one month and if not your retirement fund if that's where your down payment and closing costs is coming from
0: yes absolutely and um, that process may sound scary for some um, but there is Plenty of programs that Michael Plata has access to to get more buyers uh, qualified. With the federal interest rates being so low right now, um, the the options that buyers have um, has opened up. So you know, don't be scared by the process. If it, process if it's something that you want to do, it's absolutely attainable. Michael Plata will do his best to find which mortgage um, process program would be best for you.
1: We also uh, carry for first-time homebuyers a grant, which at times will help the, uh, the buyer with their down payment money, or if not, their closing cost money.
0: Yes, and that's very important because a lot of people ask me that question too. Do you know anyone that um, that has a first-time homebuyer grants? Can I put down this amount and, and that amount? And those are questions that it depends on each Um, each case, you know, it's a case by case. So um, that's the importance of getting a pre-approval. This is Michael Plata again from Loan Depot. I am Maxine Till, a licensed real estate agent with Keller Williams Realty. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Millennial Discussions. Bye.